Hi, welcome to Forbes India Teenpreneurs, a weekly podcast series where we speak with the young and restless, literally entrepreneurs and innovators under the age of 20. We'll dissect their enterprises, chart their journeys and highlight the perils and prizes of starting young. This is your host Naini Thakur and welcome to the latest episode of Teenpreneurs. On today's episode, we have 19-year-old Anugrah Sethya, who set up Hybrid Ideas as an assistive technology solution design company, wherein they design products specifically for the specially able. Later, seeing a better opportunity and due to funding issues, about a year and a half back, Anugrah, along with his co-founder Fez, decided to pivot and turn Hybrid Ideas into a global social technology and an IT services firm. Currently, Hybrid Ideas has 15 members. and no surprises there anugrah and fez are of course the youngest while including assistive technology solutions still continues to be a part of the duo's long term plan they're hoping to establish the company at a global level first expanding to the uae and the us soon enough uh, and currently they have close to 14 clients yes these are still teenagers that we're talking about Stay tuned to listen to them talk about their future plans and the importance of learning from failure at such a young age. What is it that inspired you to set up Hybrid Idea Solution in the first place? Yeah. So since I was very young, I wanted I I, I love technology. I wanted to build things, and that interest got me to teach myself how to code, how to build things, and I started. teaching myself how to build things from youtube i taught myself how to build a home automation system i taught myself how to build an automatic irrigation system small projects like that and slowly and slowly i got so good at building things that me along with my co-founder and some other people we started giving workshops to people in the 9th grade uh, we were a group of teenagers and we used to give workshops to like young professionals and iits and then we later on then i later on made many more projects like apex band iq everything was going very well until the later part of 2017 someone very close to me uh someone very close to me had had a heart attack and he passed away and i i experienced that and i i had no idea that this thing could happen so sudden and i experienced that and that made me question everything in my life like i got into a, some kind of an existential crisis and that made me question everything what am i doing etc so it was then that i realized that I, the the skills that i've developed over the years i should use them to help people now right. so that is when i made a project named iq e y e q so it was a visual uh, it was a headset made for the visually impaired people uh, so what it did was uh, whenever a visually impaired person needed to know what is happening in front of him or her if he or press the button on the headset and the camera captured a picture analyzed it in the processor and told the visually impaired person what is happening in front of him wow so I, yeah yeah i i took this uh, project to one of india's leading innovation summits mm-hmm. and i presented it there uh, people were very impressed that in summit had over 400 or 500 ceos from all across the globe mm-hmm. one of those people was so impressed that he offered me to build solutions for autism spectrum disorder in exchange of a monetary amount okay. so i realized i i i was i was very shocked and i was very surprised and imagine a chair person asking a 17 year old to build solutions for autism yeah. instead of going to corporate right. so that surprised me a lot yeah. so 
is when uh, I realized that I need to make a team. And uh, so I discussed this with my co-founder and we together came up with an idea of starting an, an India's first assistive technology solution design company. So we decided to make a company where we build products just for the specially people that will also make us like make our goal of earning money complete and we will be also we will also be helping people so that is how hybrid idea the first phase of hybrid idea started we worked across various disabilities we helped over 60 autistic kids but until uh, 2018 mid so we we were experiencing some some financial issues with the company so that we decided that we need to pivot and we need to make hybrid idea a global social technology and IT services firm so that is when we pivoted and now what we do is we help uh, social enterprises non-profits businesses all across the globe and help them achieve their operational and business goals through technology so it's been one and a half year since we have been doing that and now we have clients like janachal adani uh WhatsApp, now gray shades so that is what we're doing right now and that in the story of hybrid idea Lovely, right. So right now, I mean, um, if I'm not mistaken, you are customizing um, some of these solutions for your clients, I suppose, right? Um, so would you be right. able to give us a, a couple of examples of, of the kind of products that you have, um, you know, customized clients so far? So there, there's a client named Janajal. Janajal is one of the leading social enterprises of India. So it, it what it does, they have over 200 or 250 water ATMs all over India. So they provide safe water at a very, very cheap price. Mm. So what we have done is we have made an internal and a service, a cloud-based IoT system mm. and have installed sensors in each of their water ATM mm. to detect EDS, pH and many other water qualities in the water ATM only. So whenever there's a, there's a, there's a, a contamination water, the head office in Janajal directly knows that this water ATM, this particular water, water ATM has some issues. Mm-hmm. If the water ATM isn't working, so that directly goes to the server and that directly is reported to Janajal head office. Mm-hmm. That is one thing we're doing with them. Then they had an issue of, uh, in COVID uh, era, they had an issue of making touch uh, touchless mechanism for the water ATM. Okay. So what we did is we installed barcodes on every ATM and we an app application for them so that every person can use their mobile phone to dispense water from that water ATM. So we build solutions like this. We provide services like this. Right, lovely. Um, and and Fez, would you like to add on to this by giving us a couple of more instances of the kind of clients that you have and the kind of work that you've done for them? Definitely. So while we were working on the assistive technology part initially, as Anugre told you. Mm-hmm we realize that there are much more associated problems if we see in terms of water crisis in fire safety and much more things that we wanted to work on but our limit our resources and everything was limited mm-hmm. so what we discovered with that there are already companies and people organization who are trying to solve these problems with their own strategy what we realize is if we have to solve these problems in and make a greater impact an exponential impact, then we have to solve the problems faced by these organizations and companies. So we went to them, we asked them what the problem they are facing. For example, the touchless uh, 
you know cashless payment system he just told you about yeah. so we asked this organization what problem they are facing and we tried we used our technological skills and our research to solve those problems and this is what we do Hmm, hmm, hmm. And any particular other particular organizations that you worked with, and any other instances that you'd like to um, talk about? Definitely. So there is, yeah, yeah, definitely. So there is another company called Ordme. Hmm. What Ordme is? It's an EFH company that is particularly uh, working in fire safety. Okay. So what they have been doing is they have been installing traditional firefighting systems. Hmm. Now they got a client, which is a very big. client it's a biggest cotton manufacturer mm-hmm. what they realize is that cotton traditional fire fighting systems cannot control the fire caught by cotton right mm-hmm. because cotton is going to catch fire very fast and these fire fighting systems need a particular temperature let's say 60 68 degrees mm-hmm. uh, you know for the fire sprinkler sprinkler to start mm-hmm. so we needed some some better solution for that so what we realize is there are called camera systems over there Mm-hmm. so we implemented an artificial intelligence deep learning program into the cameras now wherever the cam- wherever there is even a spark of uh, you know small fire mm-hmm. those cameras are able to detect it and within 5 to 10 seconds it is reported to the authority through a phone call through email and through whatsapp message as well so okay. that is another fire safety things we have done okay understood um and when it comes to you know um coming back to you anupri when it comes to the fact that you know uh like you said initially you started off with assistive technology and made this shift um so are you guys doing any work at all for uh, in the field of assistive technology because like you described the you know the headphones that you came up with now it sounds super cool right. Right? so um are you continuing to or do you have plans to move in that direction at all sure so sure. we do have plans to move in that direction but the problem that we realized was that we need a lot of funds to make those project on a very large scale so we need to scale those projects and we need money for that mm. and since since a lot of time when we were making these projects we realized that we we were tired of knocking other people's door mm. to make products that help other people mm. so that is when we decided that we need to start servicing and we need to start make uh, we need to be in financially independent first and then put money in this we definitely are going to put money in this when we reach at a certain stage that is definitely in our plans even though we still work with social enterprises and non profits that are associated associated with uh, specially abled uh, people like for example we are working with voice of specially abled people that is one of the leading non profits for the specially abled people we have uh, been working their social media part we have been working for their website so that is what we also do to mm-hmm. like in touch with this especially uh, abled space sure sure and and i suppose that this would also be under hybrid ideas correct when correct that is and into this field right okay uh, right right super and and when it comes to you know like you were talking about you know you had to go knocking on a lot of doors um you know especially for funding do you think one major issue that the two of you faced um was the fact that you guys were super young and the fact that age proved to be a massive barrier for you 100% 100% even though it wasn't a very a very big barrier in in the very initial stage because i got the uh, i got the chairperson to fund us initially mm-hmm. that was the seed fund we needed more money to we need we needed more money to make those projects of course so yeah so we did go asking to for, to many people asking for funds even though we had like eight or nine national or international awards people weren't relying on us because we were like 17 or 18 back then i guess mm-hmm. so that has been a 
very big hurdle and when even when we pivoted so initially we had to work for like no, at no profit and no loss just to break even to to give our services to clients to make them realize that yes we do have potential so we made structure in our team like i am from a software background phases from a hardware background we have people in our team that are specialized in mobile applications some are specialized in deep learning so we made a structure of a team that we got experts from every field and then we made a structure and then we pitched to clients we first worked at a break even point then they realized our potential and then they started giving us clients and then they started referring us so that is what was the hurdle and that is how we achieved it right and since you spoke about uh, you know your team strength uh, fez i'm ca- going to come back to you uh, can you tell me a little about your team in terms of what the team strength would be are these people um, you know on your payroll and would they be older than you guys or your age um, uh, most of the guys that work with us are uh, older than us comparatively right yeah. but we uh, we have everyone under th- under the age of 30 what the if we talk about the skills that every particular project mm. that we do it let's say the uh, the iq project that we just told you about mm. it requires a piece of software it also requires an app it also requires a piece of hardware and also the design and product design skills mm. so someone from our team is is, is particularly a designer mm. who design products i myself is a is from a hardware embedded system background anugre is from very software background so mm-hmm. when all these three kind of skills you know they have to collaborate then these projects actually come to life so this is what the whole research solution development is all about mm-hmm. bringing two three skills together and forming a new product lovely yeah to, yeah to answer your question we do have 15 people in our team that are on our payroll and uh, yeah they are younger than 30 mostly yeah. but but older than you guys yeah the youngest <laughs> Yeah, we are young. We are the youngest. <laughs> What does it feel like being, you know, like I mean, I mean, of course, it would be very different for them. But how does it feel like bossing around people older than you? <laughs> that that has been a very very hard part in the beginning because yeah. people weren't ready to work with us because perhaps their ego or anything. But yeah, yeah that was a clash. Yeah, we did experience some some uh, misunderstandings in the beginning because they. they weren't allowing us or they weren't like ready to accept that mm. the, the people that they're working for are younger than them wow. so yes it was uh, a problem in the beginning but later me and fez realized that we need to solve this and we st- like we we say that problem on the first day of the employee joining that we know that we are younger than you but that doesn't mean that we are in experience or anything we have to work together as a team if you have any problems with us you can always come and talk to us so we have a polite way to now solve every problem instead of bossing around we we lead it in a polite way yeah yeah glad that you found a way around that issue uh, <laughs> right and any total um, anugrah how many clients do you guys have at the moment a paying client clients so- so we have over like we have worked with over 22 clients but the recurring clients we have around 14 or 15 right now so they pay us on a monthly or yearly basis sure sure and i was just you know um, talking about you know the payment bit of it what is the, you know your business model like i mean would it um, would your services be sort of like a subscription based kind of a thing or how does it work 
so that is completely based on client's requirement we we first judge what the problem is, is the client that is facing we then design solution for that particular problem and then we check how many work uh, workforce will be required how many working hours, hours will be required and by that then we decide a, a particular amount that we are going to get from a particular client so every every quotation or every money that we get from a client is customized as per every client so that there isn't a standard Hmm. uh quotation that i can tell you but hmm. yeah hmm. that is how we talk hmm. um and face coming to you in terms of you know uh marketing strategies and things like that because you guys made this massive pivot um you know were there any particular strategies or any particular strategies that you guys are looking at at the moment um in order to ensure you know that you get the word out and that you know people know what hybrid idea solutions is all about right so what we are doing is for example let's talk about the mobile development mm-hmm. when we are talking about mobile development there has been technology and there has been companies who are working on let's say java kotlin and all these kind of uh, languages from past 10 years 10 to 15 years so what we are targeting is we are targeting the languages or the frameworks that uh, that are new comparative to these companies that are already there from past 15 years so let's say we are working on flutter that came out in let's say 2016 and 17 so there are very few companies uh, who are working on these kind of technologies and we use all the latest tech we keep on updating ourselves so the people who are searching for these kind of development hmm. uh, so they come to us eventually okay. and and speaking about your expansion plans you know where do you see this company go in you know the next 5 to 6 years um, like you said you know um, and if you can of course talk about your expansion plans um, in the uae as well as the us sure sure so we we did have clients from uh, we did have clients globally but we realized that we need to like expand and get more clients from those countries so that is when we decided to incorporate in uae and we are in the process of doing that and and us so we have partnered with uh, some it firms there and they will be getting clients for us and we will be uh, giving the service them so that is what we plan to do we plan to collaborate with many other firms there and we plan to have our own uh, office space there as well in the next 5 years and we plan to have bigger and bigger clients that that is how we are looking right now at this great that's great to hear um, and do you see do you, do you, do you get a sense that because of the pandemic you know um, that that there is possibly more demand uh, coming from you know you know these clients abroad as opposed to you know india is that a trend that you are noticing at all definitely 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 we we had our most business in covid uh, in the covid era we didn't step out of our house and still we managed to get more business than we have managed to get in last one and a half yeah. years yeah. yeah exactly people are now realizing the importance of technology they are realizing that if if their business or if their organization yeah. isn't related with technology in any way mm-hmm. they are going to get doomed in the future that is definitely what people are realizing even even non profits now are realizing mm-hmm. non profits very tech savvy they aren't very tech tech savvy that is one of the biggest problems in the non profit sector but even they are realizing that if they don't leverage tech mm. in the future they are going to left behind they won't be able to raise funds properly if their social media isn't maintained if their if their online presence isn't maintained they won't be able to raise funds in the future 
so which, which is what i was just going to come to actually uh, because you know uh, the sense that you usually get especially when it comes to indian um, ngos and not for profits that you know how to really convince them into you know getting on this tech bandwagon because i feel like they still quite you know old school in their thought processes so you know exactly. how difficult is it for you guys so it was very difficult initially because we didn't have any non profits to show that but when we had like two or three non profits that we worked with and we showed that we made this app for them and they like need to spend less money now yeah. on people or employing people and they can manage everything from their mobile application so we made one crm a customer relationship management system for a non profit that wasn't using any crm so that is when they realized that these things are important and they had loads loads of uh, paperwork but then we made crm and then we helped them organize that then they realized the potential so when we had two or three non profits in our portfolio then we pitched to more more clients and even those two or three non profits referred us to more non profits so that is that is how we like scaled a non profit business even if you yeah the the, the non profit community is very helpful and they refer like more than the business side people so like, <laughs> that's true it's quite mostly close non profit yeah. yeah most non profit kind came from reference that's great to hear wow um, yeah. and and uh, you know in your opinion anugay what's the most challenging part of setting up a company so set uh, the most in, uh, difficult part would be to not listen to everyone i guess uh, even though we were very young uh, that wasn't much of a difficult obstacle to like solve but people saying that you are risking your life you should focus on studies right now you should complete your degree before getting into this mm. and that that was one of the major obstacle that we have to solve because uh, those those people somewhere influenced us and somewhere uh made us question what we are doing so the major part of the major decision that we took of pivoting our organization was perhaps also from that particular reason because even our parents felt somewhere that we need we need to earn something right we can't just if we need to help people we need to help ourselves first so that is when we decided to start a service business services business is like we earn a good amount right now we good we earn a good amount for our age and our parents are happy and we are doing well for the community as well so that is how we solved that problem as well mm-hmm. fair enough yeah. um uh, fair what are your thoughts you know how important is you know education versus of course um setting up your own company at such a young age so education if we take it as whole education is how you are educating on particular subject that interests you for us uh, comparatively we had even after setting up a company we had to learn a lot of things uh, in the beginning we were totally about technology but when we actually set up a company we had to learn about how taxes work we had to learn about all the legal part of it the business marketing sales part of it so all those things you have to educate keep on educating yourself yeah. only then these companies and businesses are going to sustain so education is definitely important yeah. whether you are in a business or you are not 
And obviously, all these great entrepreneurs talk about failure. Uh, but most teen entrepreneurs that I speak to have rarely experienced that because they're just getting started. But in your case, you know, you've experienced failure in terms of you started something, didn't really work out, you know, and had to make that pivot into something else to ensure, you know, your company keeps going. Um, so right. what is that experience like and, and how important is failure um, for an entrepreneur in your opinion? I think that uh, everybody goes through through failure and most of the teen teenagers or most of the people sometimes aren't able to handle it. Failures, failures uh, teach us being, being like failures make us more emotionally intelligent. I, I, I can guess. Yeah. So perhaps seeing the journey of last three years or four years, I was a different person before three, four years and I, I am a different person now. The major reasons for that is I became emotionally intelligent. I didn't get carried away with emotions. I knew what I had to do at a certain point. I knew when money was important. I knew when uh, helping people was more important. So those failure failures helped me decide that. So I got more emotionally intelligent. And secondly, I guess uh, the second thing that me and Fares had had like in common was empathy. We were very empathetic towards others, whether it be our clients or the, the chairperson who gave us a monetary amount to help the autistic people. We were always and always empathetic. And maybe the failures taught us to be so. Whenever we were empathetic towards other, we, others, we were always able to achieve what we wanted to. And we were always able to understand what the other person is going through. So that is why perhaps we were able to understand what the other person is going through and solve them. And that is what failure teaches taught us. And maybe even if it took us a lot of time, but yeah, we, 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 did, we did understand that. You guys are doing some phenomenal work with Hybrid Ideas. It was great speaking to the both of you. You've left me incredibly inspired. Wishing you both all the very best. You are listening to Forbes India Teenpreneurs. We'll be back next week with another Teenpreneur. See you then. Today's show was edited and mixed by Manswini Kaushik. If you like the show, don't forget to share and subscribe. Also check out our other podcasts, a fortnightly series on our latest cover story called Inside Forbes India and conversations about business, economics and books on From the Bookshelves of Forbes India.